a long time ago when I used to live in the Washington, D.C. area, there was a, a postal worker that, that lived pretty close to us, and this postal clerk worked in, I don't know if they still have these today, but he worked in a what they call the dead letter department. This is where all these letters of Santa Claus and the like would go. And he used to tell us, you know, every Christmas that uh, he would have stacks and stacks and stacks of letters. And, you know, just for giggles, he would read through them to see what these people were asking for and all that. And he says, but, you know, after Christmas, there was never anything in return. But one Christmas, he said one Christmas after he came back, there was actually one letter back to Santa Claus that said thank you. And I never forgot what he told me about that because it always made me think about gratitude, about how oftentimes we're, we're not very gracious people, are we? Sometimes we beg and we do everything, make promises and grandeur, you know, and whatnot to get what we want. But then when we have it, how grateful are we really? I remember one time my mom, when I was in college, my mom and dad had bought me a, a brand new Dodge Shadow. It was awesome, right? car actually ran. It was great. And uh, they were getting ready to pack up to go to Italy. I was home living with my grandparents, and uh, my mom came up. She had a lot that she had to do. She had to run down to the Pentagon to do some things, so she asked if she could borrow my car. I said, nope, <laughs> going out tonight, sorry. My mom was devastated. She was already stressed out, and she says, how could you? That's gratitude for you. I bought that out of my retirement pay. I think all these years later, that one still stings, the look on my mom's face and how it hurt her. And I can only imagine how God must feel when I do that to him. You ever stop and think about that? About how we are in our relationship with God and, and showing gratitude? It makes me stop and think, what kind of gratitude are we showing? How are we worshiping God? Am I thanking him properly? Back in the 16th century, amongst all the ecclesiastical things going on, Martin Luther was once asked to define proper worship. You know what his answer was? The tenth leper turning back. Short and concise, but there was a lot packed in to that little answer. Think about that for a moment. What is worship? Worship is showing praise, showing adoration. Veneration to God, revering Him for what He's first done for us. Giving Him thanks for being that generous, gracious, loving, giving God. So in that context, let's take a look at these ten lepers for a moment this morning. Ten lepers who were healed by Jesus in order to understand what Martin Luther meant by that short, simple answer. You think about much of Jesus' ministry and where it was spent. It was spent in what I'll call those in-between regions, the borderlands, as we find them today. He's going between or from Galilee to Samaria. And where is he at? He's in a village in a border area. And what, who occupies these borderlands? The marginalized, the people that society doesn't want anything to do with. A lot of times the sick are, are, are banished there because they can't be amongst the clean population. And so here's Jesus walking into the town today when, when ten lepers notice him coming walking in. And what do they say? Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now somewhere along the lines, they must have heard of what Jesus does or has done. 
They must know that Jesus is a source of healing. And they recognize him as they come walking in and they're, and they're crying out, just praying maybe that, that Jesus will, will, will touch them, will heal them. And I always found this ironic. Jesus didn't cleanse them. You know the irony here? What does Jesus say to them? Go present yourself to the priests. Can you imagine what's going through their minds in this moment in time? You're sending me back to the people that just sent me here. You want me to go present myself to them. He didn't heal them. It wasn't until after they turned heel to go back to the priest that they discovered that they had been cleansed. Now perhaps Jesus noticed their obedience and that's when the cleansing comes or, or maybe it was just that's how Jesus wanted this to, 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 to play out. Don't know. Just know that that's when it happened. I wonder what those lepers were thinking. Jesus notices them when nobody else will. In a borderland. Sometimes we forget that. That's where Jesus operates the most. Those places. Those kinds of people. Sometimes I think we forget that we were those kinds of people. That at times we are those kinds of people. Because we still live with one foot in this world and one foot in the next. Healed from the original sin, but still susceptible to things of this life. Financial woes and health distresses and everything else. And things that drive us nuts. That cause us to act in a manner that's, well, quite honestly, contrary to how Jesus would have us act. There's no further exchange. Just them walking. Until something amazing happens. One turns back. One. One out of ten turns back and falls at Jesus' feet, prostrates himself, and starts giving thanks. Now, before I tell you who this person is, because we don't know much about these lepers or how they ended up there, only that they all ten of them had the same disease, let me make this bold claim. Poverty and disease are great equalizers. And what I mean by that is they don't discriminate against Jew or Gentile, Female or male, white, black, or whatever other color, they're great equalizers. Who was the one that turned back? It was a Samaritan. Samaritans were despised, were the most despised people. Samaritans were half breeds, half Jew and half Gentile, not very well liked. And yet, this was the one that turned back and fell at Jesus' feet and gave thanks. This foreigner. I find that interesting because it makes me think about people in society today. Why is it that it's always the ones who have the least amount of things, the least to lose? The ones who are, are the bottom of society that have the most faith. That, that recognize what Jesus has done the easiest out of all of us. That's pretty cool, but it's also pretty condemning when you stop and think about it. He turned back because he knew and he recognized who Jesus was and what he had done for him. Now the gratitude falls at his feet. But that's Jesus for you, right? That's who Je what Jesus does, who Jesus is, and how he operates. He notices the dismissed. 
He spends time with the outcasts, gathers the lost, the lonely, the marginalized, and he heals the diseased. When the Samaritan turns back and thanks God, he, he glorifies the Lord. He praises him because praising God literally means to glorify God. And that's what he does in his actions. It's a gratitude that's a, a manifestation of his faith. And that's what truly makes him well. Not just that he was cleansed of his disease, but that he recognized that he'd been saved. Chew on that for a moment. Thinking Jesus glorifies God, but what does that even mean? What does it mean to properly worship the Lord? To properly give Him thanks and gratitude and, and to properly praise Him? As I pondered those questions, I had to stop and think, well, first, we got to recognize who we are before God. That we're broken people that, who can't heal themselves. That while in our baptisms, that original sin was washed away, we still struggle day to day to day to day with sin. And we're frail. And we are susceptible to diseases. We might not have leprosy, but we have other things we battle. And so we have to recognize what that, ha what that does to us. That separates that. That puts us out there in the borderlands. It, it, it separates us from our Lord when we fall into those trappings. But secondly, and more importantly, we need to recognize who Jesus is and what Jesus does the holy son of god the promised savior the sacrificial lamb the victor over death devil and sin who has reconciled us with god no longer leaving us on the outside looking in the one who gathers the lost and heals people who have received the most from jesus seem to recognize jesus the easiest in Luke 7, Jesus says of the woman who wet his feet with her tears and wiped his feet with her hair and anointed his feet with the most prized possession that she had, her oil. He says this, Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. Love that comes from gratitude is the very nature of our faith. And when you look at that Samaritan, how did he thank God? How did he worship God? How did he glorify God? By giving what he had, the only thing he had, himself. Laying at Jesus' feet, that was all he had. But to Jesus, it was enough. Some of the most faith-filled, most gratitude-filled people that I've ever met have been amongst the impoverished. I remember one time I was visiting a friend of mine, a classmate of mine who has a parish up in, in Cincinnati in a very poor area. And I met this, this woman named Cynthia. And she was so grateful for my friend's soup kitchen and the Bible studies that he ran that anytime you went in to serve her, she shoved you out of the way so she can serve. And she wanted to do that, she told me, because she wanted to be in the front line telling people what God had done for her. I thought, wow, I can't even give my mom a car that she bought me, and this lady's out front with nothing, sharing her faith and her story, her encounter with Jesus. And each and every one of us in here has that story within us, our own encounters with Jesus and what Jesus has done for us.
So how do we tell that story? How do we glorify? How do we worship? How do we show gratitude to God? We all have much to be thankful for. Thanking God comes in many forms. Whether that's offering up your belongings to people who just lost all of theirs in a fire, or helping out people who swamped their houses with a hurricane, or packaging food and clothing at a donation center. Whatever that may look like is a way and a thank you to the Lord for what He's done for us. We glorify God by going to the borderlands, the in-betweens, and seeing people who most would dismiss. We thank God by giving all of our being in service to Him. Whatever we may have, led by the Holy Spirit we received in our baptisms, to help us to discern how to use those things properly to serve Him and His kingdom. And so what is proper worship? What is the proper way to show gratitude to God? By recognizing where Jesus is. Seeing all that He has given us and rejoicing in a way that gives us a new sense of stewardship. So in essence, true worship is being the tenth leper turning back. And to God be all the glory. Amen.